Welcome to the Wellness and Healthy Lifestyle Show on your VOCM. Now here's your host, Dr. Mike Wall. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Wall. Well, today we have our final show of the year, and it's one that's always special because it celebrates the gift of giving. Each year we have new stories and revisit a few of our favorite stories of kindness that should all get us in the Christmas spirit. So today we have a packed show. We have our annual holiday message from the Mayor of St. John's, the Honorable Danny Breen, to kick things off. We then hear stories of kindness from many different people in our communities. First, we hear a story from our friends at Beagle Paws, which is a Beagle foster and rescue program. Sandra will remind us that acts of kindness don't have to just be for people, but also for our furry friends. We then hear from a weary traveler who returned home to learn that their neighbor helped them out. We'll hear about the Student Food Bank Program at Memorial University and acts of kindness for our veterans. These are all coming before we have a visit from Santa Claus himself. Now before each segment, I want to give a few suggestions on how you can do little acts of kindness for your friends, family, or even a stranger over the holidays. So here's a few ideas to kick things off. You could compliment a stranger, give up your seat for someone, volunteer literally anywhere, even if it's for a short period of time. Be polite when you call that customer service line during the holidays, even if things seem frustrated and stressed. Hold the door open for someone. Write a letter to someone who made a difference in your life. Let someone go in front of you in line and be sure to clean up after yourself as things can get really busy around our homes during the holidays. That's just something to get us thinking the right way. But let's hear from Mayor Breen, who has his own holiday message he wanted to share. Hi, Mayor Breen. Welcome to the show and happy holidays. Hey, happy holidays, Mike. It's becoming a tradition now. This is our third year of doing this uh, holiday show, and uh, it's always nice to have a message from you. The city is now buzzing, and we're talking about acts of giving this year. There's lots of joy going around, but is there some extra need this year? Yeah, there is. I, I mean, we've had... Uh... Uh, the last few weeks have been very busy here. Uh, we've had a lot of uh, holiday events, a lot of Christmas events. We've had the, the lighting of Boring Park, which has been uh, very, very popular this year. We've upgraded our lighting there, and our staff did a tremendous job getting that uh, up to speed. Of course, the Santa Claus Parade. Who uh, who doesn't like a parade? And uh, and having uh, the Santa Claus Parade, even though it was delayed by a week, is... Um, uh, was 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 a great day and and a great event for the kids. We had something new this year. We had a downtown Christmas fair, and uh, with some live entertainment last Sunday and CD acts there. And we also uh, saluted in that the resilience of people in the city, resilience of different groups and uh, and and how they got through the pandemic and how they were able to pivot to. Uh, doing things differently. Uh, so it was a nice, nice touch to get through there. So it's it's been busy, but at the same time, there's uh, there's a lot of concern in the community, and uh, there's uh, a lot of a lot of need. And uh, we've seen again Newfoundlanders and Labradorians and people in St. John's step up and help out. Yeah, and that's what we're doing today. We're celebrating all the various ways because there's so many different ways we can give back to people. You know, if you were to list some of the specific challenges, what what do you think are the biggest hurdles people face in this year? 
Well, I think the food security and food supply is 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 a big issue this year. Uh, the food bank uh, people are are telling me that their um, um, that their supplies are are under tremendous demand. Uh, people that wouldn't nor- normally use a food bank are, are turning to the to the food banks for help this year. So anything you can do to help the food banks uh, is uh, is important. And remember too that uh, with some of the changes uh, in the churches. Uh, we have less food banks uh, that are uh, that are available for people, so it's more pressure on the other ones. So mm-hmm. uh, we really do need uh, people to help, and people are helping out. Uh, we've our Rotary Club uh, just made a donation the other day to uh, to Bridges to Hope, and uh, a lot of community groups are stepping up uh, to help out that way. But you know, there's so many ways that you can help. Yeah, that's right. Actually, it's so funny. We had Bridges to Hope on last week talking about good mm-hmm. causes people can contribute to as well and do some amazing work. And I know the Rotary's doing a tremendous amount of work and has over the years. When it comes to some of those stories of giving, it's obviously super important for people to be giving back. Um, but, you know, we look back at this year, a lot has changed in the city. So we think about the pandemic sort of coming to a close in a lot of ways. You know, what were some things that really stood out to you this last year as being mayor of the you know largest city in our province? Well, I think we saw the uh, the, the impact, um, you know, of many different things. Uh, not only the pandemic and coming out of the pandemic, the war in the Ukraine, and 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 seeing uh, the impact that that had on our on our economy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, if you look at inflation, was running over eight percent. It's settled down a bit now, but those inflation numbers when your when your tank of gas just went from fifty dollars to ninety dollars uh, when your mortgage as interest rates rose, uh, an unexpected rise in your mortgage payment um, hit people hard and is still hitting people hard. So mm-hmm. those things are a real big challenge in our community. And of course, Mike, as you know, mental health issues and, and addiction issues uh, continue to be significant problems uh, in our city and a growing problem. Uh, one that last week I attended the big city mirrors uh caucus meetings in Ottawa. It's one that's top of mind for us is, you know, we're not seeing uh, that abating. We're not seeing uh, the 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 money that's being put into it having the impact. Uh, so we really need to refocus on, on uh, getting some solutions on the ground for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it seems to be universal problems. We cover a lot of those topics in the show, and uh, and they seem to be impacting people that might not have been affected in the past. Now, you know, we've got a big year coming up. 2023 is fast approaching. It's almost New Year's. What are some things that we can all look forward to in St. John's coming up? You know, one thing that we've done a lot of work on recently uh, is our sustainability plans. Um, our Resilience St. John's plan uh, is is one of those. And so we have two different plans, really. We have a community plan of how we uh, look at how the community is reducing its emissions. And then we look at how this, another one in our own corporate plan of how the city uh, can uh, reduce its own um, uh, emissions. You just saw some charging stations, the first round of those being uh, uh, being implemented. So we're seeing a lot of movement because we we know that these weather issues that we're having are going to continue. They're going to worsen. And, uh, you know, a, a slight shift in direction on some of these storms. And uh, it's it's right here. So uh, mm-hmm. we've uh, we've got some issues uh, to deal with in in that regard. We just completed our budget. We were able to hold taxes uh, for this year because we 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 had done work 
in maintaining reserves, keeping it for a rainy day. And it's a rainy day. Um, and uh, we felt that this year we needed to uh, we needed to use those funds so that we didn't put more pressure upon the homeowners uh, in the city uh, in that regard. Uh, so, you know, and we look forward to the pedestrian mall on a positive yeah. side again. Uh, yeah. Downtown's become a really a major part of the city. Uh, we continue to fine tune it. We continue to make it. Uh, well, we're trying to get to that right right thing, yeah. um, and uh, and we're there. Yeah. Uh, but again, we also have our challenges, and uh, I can say, Mike, that the issues that I deal with as mayor, probably mayors never dealt with before in St. John's as much as I do, um, because those issues are are so much more prevalent these days. So with that, we have to work on partnerships with our other levels of government and and the community organizations to address those issues. Yeah, well, that's great. Well, it's nice to hear things are uh, a couple of good presents for people. Number one, you know, we're going to have a pedestrian mall back. Taxes aren't going up. These are all good things for people. And it will be leaving a little bit of pressure this time of year for people on the holidays. And I guess, you know, before we wrap up, but what would be your holiday message to all of our listeners out there? You know, if if you have a little bit extra, please help and, and help out somebody that, that needs that help. And sometimes it's not money, just sometimes it's checking on your neighbor just to see how things are going and and making sure that everybody is uh, is taking care of each other. And that's one thing we do well. Uh, we do our best. That's what we're about in Newfoundland Labrador. It's looking out for each other. So just encouraging people to do that. And for everybody to have a safe uh, holiday season and wish everyone a Merry Christmas and a very happy new year. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for kicking off this episode. It's great to see you again and have a great holiday season. Hey, thanks, Mike. Good seeing you again. Well, that's Mayor of St. John's, the Honorable Danny Breen. When we come back, we'll chat with Beagle Paws to learn how kindness can extend to our pets, as well as how the rescue program matches us with new best friends over the holidays. We'll be right back after the break. Join Brian Medore weekdays at noon for a comprehensive update on news from every corner on all levels. Newsmakers, weather, and more. Join us on your VOCM at noon. Welcome back. Today we're talking about acts of kindness over the holidays and really the whole year long. Here's a few ideas on how you can add some kindness into someone's day. You could bring some snacks to work for the crew. You could be friendly when you're out shopping in the holiday madness. You can help someone load or unload their groceries in a parking lot. You can buy a coffee for the person in line behind you. You can reach out and thank your parents. And you can help someone with their shoveling, which we'll learn in our last story of this segment, can have a lasting impact. But first, let's chat with Beagle Paws to learn how kindness can extend to our pets as well as us. We're also going to learn how their rescue program can match people with their new best friend over the holidays. Sandra from Beagle Paws, join me to share more. Hi, Sandra. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Well, happy holidays. We are talking about uh, gifts of giving and acts of kindness this time of year. And you happen to work uh, in an organization that really provides a lot of love to people in the way that they help them find little companions that are dogs. Tell me a bit about Beagle Paws. Beagle Paws is actually in its 20th year this year um, of rescuing beagles. Uh, it started off as, you know, rescuing, bringing the hunting beagle inside in a home and not just living its life out in a pen. I mean, we, there's been great improvements over the years and things have kind of shifted through the years. We're seeing more and more owner surrenders these days for, you know, different, different reasons. Mm -hmm. That's right. And so, you know, this time of year, people are 
sometimes, you know, get dogs for Christmas or little pets for Christmas. Why would somebody foster or why should they foster or get a dog from an organization such as yours? Fostering is great in a lot of ways. One, you're, you know, you're, you're helping an organization. When you foster, it leaves us room to take in another dog. It also gives the person a chance to, to see if the, if the dog really fits their lifestyle or it gives you a chance. Maybe one dog is, is, is not suitable for you, but another one is. You know, we, we try our best to match, like, an, you know, you may want an active dog, you may want a couch potato, you know, we do our best with what, you know, because they're, they're all different types of personalities. A lot come to us that are not house trained because they have lived outside, you know, and then we also get some with some behavior issues that we work on. So, you know, and we have a lot of great people out there that help us through those so these dogs can go on and find uh, loving homes. Right now, our big thing is trying to find fosters, as you can imagine. Everybody needs a break. We're open 24-7, you know, seven days a week. And uh, we always try to get our dogs into a foster home over the holidays. Mm -hmm. um, it gives us a break. And it also gets, you know, gives the dog a break from shelter life and a chance to be in a loving home. You mm -hmm. know, even if it's only for five days, six days, right? Yeah. And through the years, it's proven that some of them don't actually ever come back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> People mm -hmm. hanging, you know, said, oh, I think we love them too much. We'll keep them, right? Yeah. Oh, that's oh. right. And I think about that too. You know, we're talking about acts of kindness and things that people can do for each other. Now, getting a pet and having that love in your life is a huge gift to give one person. But from the animal perspective, what does having a, a good home life with a caring owner do for the dog? Oh, I could sit here for hours and tell you, you know, some of the stories Like we've had dogs that have come in here that are terrified and, you know, they're afraid to walk. They crawl on the ground and they come, you know, you'll see them six months later and they're so outgoing and so happy. It, it, it does your heart good. And that's the thing. A lot of people say, I don't know how you do what you do, but this is how we continue because we can see, you know, the other side of it too, right? The happy side of it. Yeah, that's right. And, and you know, is there a need right now for for people to have foster or for these dogs to be fostered? Are there any challenges in the community that you're facing or seeing? Absolutely. In November, um, we took in 22 dogs, which is a lot for you think about we, you know, it's one breed. So that's 22 beagles. Um, and that's more than any other year. Um, you know, we are seeing a shift in people who are homeless listen can't take their dogs we've seen a shift in i had one man give up two dogs a little while ago and i said can i ask you why and he said it's he said i just can't afford it anymore mm -hmm. you know the economy things you know uh, mortgages have gone up rents gone up things like that so we're seeing a lot more of that lately and it's it's heart-wrenching actually i hate taking these animals from these people and i wish there was something more we could offer them mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think about that, though, you know, what you're able to give to people that do want to bring these dogs into their life. Can you give me a story of a, of, of a time when having a dog for somebody was kind of a change for them and what it gave them? Absolutely. His name is Diego. <laughs> and this recently happened. Uh, Diego came from a hunting situation where he was retired from hunting and um, was here at the shelter for a few weeks. And an elderly couple who are retired were looking for an older dog. And this came through their daughter-in-law and uh, they wanted to foster. So she called me a few days later, the daughter-in-law. She says, I have to tell you, she said, I used to call my in-laws and I, she said, I'd ask how they were. And they say, 
oh, you know, we're okay. And nothing too enthusiastic. She said, you brought that dog into their house? And she says, oh my goodness, the difference in the two of them. They're happy. They're talking about him. They're so happy he's there. She's out walking the dog. You know, it's great. Yeah. So it brought life back into their life. You mm-hmm. know, all their kids are gone. It's just the two of them at home. Yeah. I love that story. I think that's so important. I think pets can offer so much to us. I did an episode on the connection we have with animals and the fact that love hormone is actually released by both us and the pet when Absolutely. they're in a loving home. And that's a, that's a beautiful thing. Uh, you know, as we wind down here, is there any message you'd have for people over the holidays, in particular those pet owners that are listening? You know, if you've got room in your heart, our biggest challenge right now is trying to keep up with our intake. So, you know, um, if you have the time and the space, you know, to take on another um, dog as a foster, you know, you, you teach them, you know, what it's like to live in a loving home. And then they can move on quickly to, you know, quicker, uh, you know, to their forever home. That That's how we, you know, it's the only way we can thrive. Yeah, that's great. Well, I appreciate what you do. I appreciate you taking the time. I know how busy you are, but thanks so much and uh, have yourself a really happy holidays. You too. And thanks for having me. Not everyone celebrates the holidays the same, but the spirit of the holidays is universal, as we'll find out in this next story. Welcome to the show, Wasim. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me. Well, I I was really excited to talk to you today because you had a really interesting story from last year. Now, for cultural reasons, you don't celebrate Christmas per se, but you do enjoy the holidays. And each year you travel during the traditional Christmas break for people. But you had an interesting experience when you came home last year. Can you share that with me? Yeah, for sure. Like I said, I do not celebrate Christmas, but it's always nice to feel the Christmas and holiday spirit from everyone around me. So what happened is around the holidays, usually Christmas, New Year's, I travel, I'll get away. And last year I did that, as always, came back from Toronto. I left uh, my house for about maybe two weeks or so. There was a lot of snow going on. Came back with a lot of snow, a lot of shoveling, a lot of ice to do. And uh, my flight came around maybe 5, 6 o'clock p.m. Got home around maybe 7-ish, put my luggage in and started shoveling. It was a lot. <laughs> it wasn't It wasn't fun. But what kind of struck me, Mike, is that my next door neighbor, uh, an older sweet lady, she saw me shoveling and she came out. She told me, oh my God, there's a lot of snow. Do you need some help? And I was like, no, no, don't worry about it. And no, she, she didn't take a no for an answer. She yeah. got a shovel from her house and she literally stayed shoveling with me, Mike. I kid you not, for two and a half hours. We have a big driveway and that melted my heart. And at the end, what she did like I said, she didn't budge. Uh, when, once we well, were finished, she went back to her house and she got me a big bag of salt because I didn't have any. Uh, that she, she had like stored for herself. And she was like, no, no, don't worry about it. Take it. Um, she said, consider me your nan. This is your Christmas present. And just she gave me the bag of salt and she salted the driver with me. So like I said, that is just touched me. And I thought that was overwhelming. Well, I love that. And that sometimes it's not always about the most expensive present or anything like that. It's the thoughtful things. And I mean, I've done that before. You come home and you're facing this daunting driveway just after a long day of travel. Yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh, you know? <laughs> so so I guess that's the big thing. So what's the, what's the real message, you know, that you got out of that? Honestly, what Mike is like, it doesn't matter if you celebrate Christmas or not. I don't think it's about celebrating Christmas per se. It's about the holiday spirit. You know, everyone around you, the energy, the vibe, the kindness, the sharing, I think that's what it is. And it doesn't matter where you are, who you're from, 
you know, what kind of religious background you have. We all share that kindness and spirit. And it's kind of nice to feel that around this time of the year. At least that's how I look at it. Um, and I, I feel great to have a lot of friends around here, although I don't have a lot of family, to get that from them. So that was, that's the, definitely what I, what I get from um, around the holidays. Today we're sharing stories of kindness and having a special interview with Santa himself. We'll be right back after the break. Nutrition, exercise, keeping the cold at bay. Whatever keeps you feeling great, the Wellness and Healthy Lifestyle Show on your VOCM. Welcome back. Today we're sharing stories of kindness and let's go over a few more things you can do to add kindness into someone's day. You can bake some cookies for your neighbor. You can be a designated driver. You can be a friend who listens. And of course, we can spend quality time with our loved ones. Another thing we can do is donate to our local food banks as food security is challenged more than ever in our community. One group that's facing significant challenges are our students at Memorial who are working hard in school and in their jobs to make ends meet and to make themselves better. And that's why the Memorial Student Food Bank is so important. And here to tell us more about it is one of his organizers, Punit, who is in his final semester at university and has been a longtime volunteer with the food bank. Let's check it out. Hi, Punit. Welcome to the show. Uh, hi, Mike. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for taking the time to meet with us today. I know it's been sort of a rush schedule here for us, but you are doing something fantastic for people over a very uh, happy time of year for a lot of folks, but also kind of a challenging time of year. You are representing the Campus Food Bank. Can you tell me a bit about what the organization is and when it was established? Uh, it is. Uh, right now, the Campus Food Bank, it is pretty challenging, Like, and it is harsh to see like uh, the society in such a situation. Uh, the Campus Food Bank was uh, like uh, organized and like started in 1996 and it was started by just one person, uh, which, and he used to carry over all the tasks like uh, volunteering, organizing food and like delivering, like organizing volunteers, which uh, right now we like four board members take on this one person's task. So yeah. It, it did start in 1996, and like since then, it's been helping students at my university happily. Mm -hmm. And it's students helping students. You yourself are a student. You're uh, going into your final year, correct? Yeah, I'm in my final term. So, uh, like, uh, final year, and like, I'd be graduating in April 2023. So, most of the board members are volunteers uh, like me, and then, like, there are uh, people inside the food bank who just volunteer their time who are students as well so yeah it's just students helping others like students i love i love that and i think that that's important because you guys would have a really good view on what some of the challenges are for your fellow students and so you know if we look at the size of the problem what's the challenge with food security the, on the campus and and you know the second part of that i guess is if there is a challenge who accesses this well, uh, for the most time, we see like uh, international students and like sometimes Canadians as well. So like, you know, like Campus Food Bank serves all the, uh, in, like all the students, whether it be member university or uh, College of North Atlantic. And like, there, there are like diversity of people that come like there, whether it be single or like they might be married with kids, they might be international students or like uh, Canadian people. Uh, so, yeah, it serves like a diversity of people and it is like, like, 
in the recent times, it has been like lots of in increased demand mm -hmm. for our services. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, actually, I actually heard, and tell me if this is right or not, that you guys were actually forced to shut down in the fall because you had uh, such an overwhelming demand. You didn't have enough. Indeed. We, uh, like for the month of October, we usually follow a pattern, like before, like COVID changed everything. Like before COVID, we used to see sort of a pattern where August is like one-fifth of uh, September because it's summer and the fall term is usually, fall is busier than summer. So like August, September, and October would see a pattern where the uh, rise in number of uh, clients would be like one and a half times than what is in September. Uh, but this year has been like double the number. So like earlier, we, we used to serve 50 to 70 clients per day uh, in September. But this year, we are serving 150 to 200. Wow. Wow. So, so how were you guys able to reopen? Was it through donations and generosity of the community? Oh, yeah. We, we received lots of donations from the churches and uh, like organization, the society as well, like uh student life and uh, one of the local churches in St. John's, uh, they like raised, they had like a fundraiser and like they organized an event where students from the community, they came and put together stuff that they don't use or like they have access of. So like, mm. yeah, it did help us like recoup ourselves greatly and some monetary donations as well from local organizations, uh, including uh, my community, like employees and alumni. So they, they contributed to this as well. So yeah, we, yeah. we did receive a great amount of support, uh, like enormous support, and uh, we would like to thank everyone. Well, and really, that's what today's episode is about, is looking back at those acts of kindness that allowed things to happen in our community that wouldn't happen with the generous support of people. So if I was listening to this and I was an organization that maybe hired a lot of students for people out there, you know, a lot of our employees and people that work for us come from Memorial um, and they want to give back. How can they donate? What should they donate? How do they get a hold of you guys? Uh, well, for the most part, we accept all kinds of donations, like whether it be perishable foods or whether it be uh, monetary donations or like non-perishable non foods like canned foods and other stuff. So most of the time students leave their donation outside of the food bank door. But mm -hmm. if you have to like uh, donate it, uh, like do a monetary donation to the food bank, then you could to through foodbankatman.ca that's uh, or you could email us or you could go into donations at foodbankman.ca uh, then it would guide you through the main donations page that's excellent so yeah well that's yeah. excellent and, and you guys also this time of year you also have a christmas hamper campaign going on tell me a bit about that oh yeah christmas campaign is uh like hampers campaign is like a uh, very like once once a year we organize that during Christmas and this year we are doing it on December 17th and that's pretty unique uh, in the sense that we have we tend to help lots of uh, lots of clients through that and we tend to like have like we tend to see that everyone has a happy Christmas and like we tend to give a hamper bags and meat and grocery card so that people, who can't afford or can't buy their groceries, they, there should be some financial support we are providing to them. Mm -hmm. So 
Uh, yeah, this year it's on December 17th and we have received like 200 requests around from students uh, and hopefully, yeah, it would be a successful event as other years. That's excellent. Now, I mean, you've been working with this for a while. Can you think of any sort of experience or individual or somebody you guys were able to help that really stood out to you? Well, uh, I, I came here in 2019 to study at Marlan. Uh, Food Bank was the first organization I started volunteering for. And since then, I've, I've never left Food Bank. So Food Bank is my in my deepest of memories and my core memories. So yeah, one of the uh, like incidents that I would like to mention, and one of the person was Paul Murphy and like Anne Sinot. They are like uh, members of the volunteers for the food bank, and I I feel so like cherished uh, looking at them that they devote so much of their time to the food bank and they do it happily without any like any without expecting any considerations uh, and yeah they they tend to take so much responsibilities on their shoulders so uh, like while looking at them I, I feel like yes I should give back to the society as well I should follow their footsteps and yeah they feel like they make me feel motivated and like whatever I, I am doing I feel cherished well, I think that's a fantastic message to end our conversation on because it is about what do we get by giving and helping other people this time of year. And it's better than anything we unwrap for ourselves in a box. And so thank you so much for what you're doing. Thank you for all your efforts and your time that you've dedicated into it. I'm sure you're going to be missed when you move on to bigger things when you graduate. But in the meantime, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, it's a pleasure, Mike. Thank you so much. Sometimes not everyone can get home for the holidays, and that includes our servicemen and women. This story is dedicated to those that are on the front lines, whether it be the military or anything else. Bonnie, welcome to the show. Thank you. So Bonnie, you are an artist, and you painted a very special painting this year. Can you tell me about that? Yes, yeah, so I painted a painting around Remembrance Day. It was a few days before. So I was kind of inspired by that date and it was a painting, an abstract painting of poppies in a kind of like a bouquet kind of setting. And I posted it to my Facebook page and it ended up getting shared uh, by a, a colleague of mine that I used to work with and it kind of spread out and reached out to Ontario and I guess beyond that point. What was the response that you got when it was shared outside of St. John's? So this woman who is a soldier for the last 27 years, she's still active. She shared it on her page and she is very much in touch with the, the military community. She's an advocate for you know veterans and soldiers and she shared it on her page. And a lot of people ended up commenting on the, the picture saying how much it meant to them and how much it, it touched them. So I was you know really, really moved. I, I don't think I've ever had a response like that about any of my you know artwork that I had done before so I decided to do something special for her and what'd you do for her at that point yeah what I did was I uh, I had never gotten a print taken of my artwork before um, so I ended up doing that for her I got her address kind of sneakily and mm -hmm. sent it to her as a surprise and so you know ultimately she did find out that it was from me and was uh, really really touched by that and uh it's a nice gesture, I guess, what I had done, but, you know, the people that are really 
truly giving or the people that I gave this to and who this you know painting represented. Yeah, I'm from a military family too. Both my grandfathers serve. And uh, I think that sometimes people forget about the sacrifices that they make. There's soldiers that are away from home and, and there's people that have given their lives. So you named the painting a relevant name at the end of it, right? I did. And actually, when I posted it originally, I normally have, uh, normally a, a name comes to me right away and I name the painting and off it goes. But at this particular time, I didn't name it. And I'm really glad I didn't uh, because the response that came back I guess it became really, really clear to me what I should have named it, and I ended up calling it The Fallen and Those Who Still Stand. Now, taking care of our students and those that are far away from home are important messages for the holidays. When we come back, we'll chat with Santa Claus himself and hear how things are going as he preps for his big night on Christmas Eve. We'll be right back after the break. Your VOCM Mornings with Jerry Lynn Mackey and Ben Murphy, 5.30 to 9 a.m. weekdays on your VOCM. Welcome back. So here's a few more things you can do over the holidays if you want to add kindness into someone's life. If there's someone at a party who looks a bit lonely, go have a chat with them and make them feel welcome. If you had a co-worker who made your year go smoothly, let them know. Over the holiday break, do a bit of cleaning around the house and donate some clothes or toys to a charity of choice. And maybe reach out to a friend you haven't spoken to in a while and reconnect. Remember, you can also be kind to Santa Claus himself by leaving out some cookies and milk and a carrot for the reindeer. Now, speaking of Santa, I was able to track him down and we had our annual chat. Now, he has a holiday message for all of us this year. Let's see what he has to say. Three. Oh, lumpy. Merry Christmas. Ho, 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 ho. Santa, it's so good to see you. You made it into the studio today. Oh, we certainly did. This, Anything for little Mike. Well, this is the first time we've actually got a chance to meet in person since uh, for a long time. It certainly is, and yeah. Santa's thrilled to be back. That's ho, great. Ho, ho, ho. So we've had you on for the last two years. This is our third year. We always do an episode on the spirit of giving, such an important thing this time of year. What's been happening in the last you know, 12 months for you since we last chatted? Santa's been extremely busy. Yeah. Mrs. Claus has got all the things. We could not do what we do without Mrs. Claus. Mm-hmm. So she's gone out. First of all, we have some new reindeer. Okay. I didn't so know Mrs. this. Mrs. Claus went out. And I think people should know that all nine of the reindeer, they're all female. Really? They sure are. Wow. Now, Mrs. Claus says nine men couldn't get Santa around the world without getting lost, but that's a different topic. <laughs> But we've got all, the reindeer all ready to go. The toys are all packed. We actually can store some of the toys now up in the big satellites in the sky. Oh, really? So it's very efficient. So Santa's all ready to go. Very high tech. Very oh, high oh. tech. And a lot a lot easier this year now because you don't have to worry about all the stuff we had in previous years. Last year we were talking about COVID and all that stuff. What's sort of the, the buzz around the world? What are the big things people should keep in mind when they think just outside their little communities? Oh, we did, Santa did the flight to the North Pole the other day with a wonderful radio station called Hots 99.1. We had two kids on the plane from the Ukraine mm -hmm. who couldn't speak English. So what is Santa's message this year? It's one of love, uh, appreciate what you've got. Um, and I think that there's a, when, when Santa looks from the North Pole, there's more caring in the world, and mm. Santa's delighted to see that. Merry that, Christmas. That, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. And, you know, you get a chance to go visit some really special children. You get to visit all the children, but there's some special children. Any Anybody really you want to sort of stands out to you this year that you want to give a little 
Well, there's two children that Santas thinks a lot about. Last year, he went to Clark's Beach. He saw a little girl named Willow. It's in the newspapers. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, she wasn't expected to make it. She has made it. So this afternoon at 3 o'clock. So this little girl's hero is Elsa from Frozen. Mm. Santa has found Elsa from Frozen. And at 3 o'clock this afternoon, there's going to be a big loud knock on a door. Santa's going to walk through a door of a little 9-year-old. And Elsa from Frozen is going to walk in with Santa. Wow. That's a really special, a special day. It sure is. And you get lots of different children you get to meet with, and a lot of them are struggling with different health challenges. And we always talk about health. How should people think about that when it comes to how lucky they are maybe this time of year and reflect on it? Because some people go through a lot. They certainly do. And I think a lot about the children. I mean, the, the, the child doesn't choose its pain. Mm. And it isn't their abuse of their own body that caused their pain. Mm -hmm. But now Santa loves his seniors as well. Santa mm -hmm. went down the other night to City Hall. Mm -hmm. uh, Santa danced with a lady who was 97. Wow. Uh, told Santa she wanted a new Porsche for Christmas. Oh, right on. Uh, Santa asked, how about a husband? She said, no, I've gone through three of them. <laughs> So uh, Santa has wonderful visits with the seniors as well. Excellent. And how old are you now? Oh, 1,673. I thought so. I was, I knew it was somewhere around there. That's about right. That's great. Well, this, this season is about giving. And this episode in particular, every year we like to remind people about just how important it is. What's your message for people going into this really frantic period of time for the holidays? Uh, well, I guess what? First of all, to take time for yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, go outside. Go for a walk. Um, make, make cookies when, what are Santa's favorite kind of cookies? Santa's favorite <laughs> kind of cookies are made of sugar and flour and butter. And Santa's favorite kind of cookies are made with love when they're made by a child with a parent and grandparent. Mm -hmm. So please don't say, I don't have time to make cookies. Mm -hmm. You must find the time to make memories for a child. Mm -hmm. The child will never forget. Mm-hmm. So sugar cookies with sprinkles, <laughs> go and make them with a child. Merry Christmas. You guys have heard the order right here and then. I grew up with Christmas traditions, gingerbread houses, cookies, chocolates, all sorts of stuff. And I know maybe it's not the healthiest food, but this one, it's, just, it's I always say it's not between Christmas and New Year's. It's between New Year's and Christmas. And uh, it's about spending quality time with people. And I think that's the right message this time of year. So... I just want to say thank you so much for taking time in your schedule to come visit us, and it's great to see you in person. Maybe we'll make this a regular thing. Well, we'll try. Now, Santa's really going to try and bring you some snow. Oh, good. Please. So get out the toboggan. Get out the slide. Go and slide down a hill with a child. Yeah. Don't tell me you can't do it. Yeah. You can do it. Go and make memories for a child. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, 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 oh. Great to see you, Santa. Merry Christmas. Well, thank you to all of our guests for joining me today. We're fast approaching the holiday break, and I encourage all of you to take some time and relax and enjoy your friends, family, and be kind to yourself as well as others. Reflect on your year, what went right, what could have gone better, and what you're thankful for. But also be considerate to others who may be struggling this time of year. With financial challenges, mental health struggles, and loneliness, it can be a time that is extra hard for others. Remember that kindness is seeing the best in others when they can't see it in themselves. So if you can help someone, you may find it's the best gift you can give. Well, happy holidays, however you celebrate them. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Wall. We'll see you back here next year for all new episodes of The Wall Show on your VOCM. <laughs>